0: Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays tonight on the program. I lose track of the days. I have to double check. Yes, it is Tuesday, uh, which means uh, I answer your questions all evening long. So if you uh, have something uh, you want to talk about, you have a a specific question about your relationship, a sex question or you simply uh, want to share what you've been going through uh, then, uh, and you want to vent or what have you, you can text in at 514-800. Of course, you know you're always welcome to call me at 514-7900-800. And lots of people also send me emails to lori at com, or you can even do that through the iHeartRadio app as well. So I want to revisit something from... Yesterday, because I got some feedback on this and I, and, and maybe open up the question, uh, about ghosting. So it was a guy who, um, wrote in, uh, that, um, she, he had been talking with his girlfriend daily since March until about three weeks ago. And then for the last three weeks, she's just kind of disappeared. And he wants to know uh, how does he tell her that he misses her when she stopped all communication? So clearly he's been uh, ghosted. It's very hard to know the why behind all of that, right? And of course, um, she's probably not going to respond even if uh, he reaches out to her. Uh, but a couple of texts came in that I just want to share and I want to throw it out there again in terms of, uh, of ghosting and, and how to handle this. And I, and I had said, like, I think ghosting is, is such a, um, I understand why people do it. They don't want to hurt, you know, they don't want to, I guess, face up to, or, uh, they know they're hurting somebody else and they, they just don't want to have to deal with it. That's. But it's not really the honest way, especially when you've maintained a certain relationship for a while. It's one thing if you talked, uh, texting for uh, you know a week or so, and then the person disappears. Maybe they you know, probably has nothing to do with you. They either met up with someone else or or whatever, right? Or they decided no, they weren't ready for this or or whatever it is. A couple of texts here. I hope the girlfriend gives some sign of life. First of all, just to let him know she's physically all right. It's true. There's, there's that. Uh, And if, however, if the person has any social media presence and hasn't blocked you anywhere, then you'd be able to see their activity and know they would be alive. (laughs) That's, that's one way. I know that's how I check up on my children sometimes like, oh, there you are. Okay. So you're active. You're alive. Uh, another text it's granted, ghosting someone is considered rude behavior. Equally, however, so is persisting and obliging a ghoster to necessarily reply to you if they prefer not to. Considering rude or not, they're still entitled to their proper choice in how they prefer to approach the matter. Right. So that's, uh, there you go. I think that, that, that is a good point as well is like, you're going to force somebody to talk to you. Like that's, you know, uh, she did not disappear. She is out there. I would forget her. The reason is irrelevant. So just the fact that she was, uh, that she's even done this right. Ghosting for, for the last, uh, the last three weeks. Yeah. It, it may be just time to uh, move on but it's just hard because what what people are missing when it comes to being ghosted especially when you feel like you've had a real connection and you've connected like you've you've kind of evolved into something not necessarily a relationship but something um It's confusing. It's like missing that closure to move on, right? So I don't know how I've spoken to many people who have all these scenarios in their heads. And what if I had done this? And maybe I did this. And what if, you know, like it's just, and and it becomes like this obsessive kind of of thinking. So uh, there's that. (laughs) Another texter says, just call with another number. Uh, or unknown number or whatever, private number. But again, um, so what? Like, okay, you're going to trick her to answer the phone. We still have to look at her behavior um, and you have to take that at at face value as well. (laughs) Sorry, she's a bitch in the real sense of the word. Well, listen, I'm not a a big fan of the, the, the ghosting thing myself, I have to tell you. All right. I got an email from our passion poet. It was really cute because he did a little bit of research. Um, a little while back we were talking about CJED, like the call letters. So, uh, and we were trying to come up with what was the guy's name again? What was the guy's, and I should really know. Cause you know, I work here. Uh, but anyhow he wrote a little poem about it so i thought that was cute and which i'll share with you uh, and it'll give you a little uh, history on uh, on our radio station on december 8, 1945 a new radio station did arrive j arthur dupont was the owner to be using his initials it was cjad in a small town called saint edward 30 minutes south of Montreal, blasting 50,000 watts, the CJD transmitter stands tall, broadcasting in all directions on a frequency of 800 kilohertz, covering the city of Montreal and all towns in the outskirts. This is just broadcast technology, but there is some magic too um in weeknights dr laurie casts a spell and it's all about you a little sex love and romance all discussed with compassion coming at you at the speed of light and the show is called passion you put some work into this one thank you very much not that you don't put work into your others but it was kind of fun uh, 514-800, if, uh, if you have anything you'd like to add, listen, some of you text me links on the text message board, which I cannot access really. Uh, I'll try to do it during the breaks, but it's, uh, I don't even know what you're sending me. So please like give me an, a little, uh, explanation next to the link that you, uh, that you're sending me. Uh, Dr. Lori, when I masturbate, I usually just use my fingers or get out my toy and orgasm. I sometimes fantasize about being gang banged or other things that in real life I would never do. I was never a person to watch much porn, but last night I did. I enjoy porn with foreplay and seduction, and I came across a 40-minute scene that involved two women. It was the first time I ever watched just two women alone, unless there was a male in the scene. I thought there would have eventually been a man in this porn, but there was not. The scene was a younger woman with a more mature woman. The whole seduction was very erotic, and I found myself caught up and getting very aroused was maybe not so much by the sex act itself that developed, but the passion and the sensuality was very erotic with the way they treated each other before and during sex. I am not bi nor my lesbian, but found this scene very erotic and I orgasmed watching it. I was not putting myself in the scene, nor was I fantasizing about being with another woman, something I would never do or consider. I have watched man, woman scenes that were seductive and passionate. Some that were kinky. Is it normal for a straight woman to be able to find a sensual lesbian scene erotic? Are there other women who are straight that enjoy lesbian porn sometimes? Also, I love you and your show. I love the passion poet and go to bed with you both every night 10. You have made the last few months more bearable and I'm one who is a high risk because of medication I'm on. I'm doing my best to enjoy the summer and I hope you are as well. So the question is, uh, is it normal for a straight woman to be able to find a sensual lesbian scene erotic? Erotic. Coming up next, I'll tell you what the research says about that, but please, you can weigh in as well. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. It's Trouble Tuesday tonight on the program. 514 800 to uh, text in, and you can call in 514 7900 800, or of course send me an email to lori at drlori.com. So this um, woman wrote in um, who, for the first time, I guess, watched lesbian porn and was wondering is it normal? For a straight woman to be able to find a sensual lesbian scene erotic, and are there other women who are straight that enjoy lesbian porn? Sometimes, the uh, the big answer to this is an absolute yes. First of all, when we look at online porn, believe it or not, lesbian porn. Le- the the term lesbian was the top viewed category on Pornhub, for example, among female viewers they're not all gay believe me most of them the vast majority are straight women who enjoy this who are attracted to lesbian porn not because they are uh, lesbians it doesn't mean that because they're enjoying that they're lesbian in fact there was a whole study done that looked at what arouses women and what arouses Men and it was so fascinating because when they they split people up into uh, uh, you know uh, uh, men uh, men who are attracted to men, women who are attracted to women, and then and then uh, straight men and straight women, and they showed them all different kinds of porn, so straight porn, gay porn, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. What they found was that when you showed a gay male straight porn that they did not find that arousing when you showed straight guys gay porn they did not find that arousing when they showed women straight porn gay porn even uh, animals doing it in the wild uh, everything tended to arouse the women so and, and this was not like it, they were checking with uh, it wasn't like they the that the, the people were able to said, yes, I find this arousing. They were actually checking like temperature in the genitals and it's called the, those plethysmographs and all kinds of these uh, contraptions that they attach to you while they're showing these to measure the blood flow. Uh, And it could be very subtle changes that even cognitively, you're not aware of what's going on. So this doesn't mean that women are attracted to animals. It doesn't mean that women are attracted to other women if they are, uh, straight. So we have to understand that. I think it's just there, there's a different way that we may look at, um, at sexuality and what we, uh, focus on. So, uh, it's very possible. Like what this person described was the situation that she was watching was, was far more real than, uh, than all the, the fake of other kinds of produced porn, right? She saw a, a 40 minute scene involving a, a, a lot of, uh, seduction and erotica and passion and all of that. So it, it, that was the arousing part of it all, uh, for, for her and for, I would say, for most women. So it isn't because they would want to do it in, um, in real life, but there's also the, the, the focus, what a lot of women say is that the focus when you see two women is on parts of sex that they enjoy, like, uh, uh, the foreplay parts, right. And the oral sex. And so they don't necessarily identify, with the person giving, they can identify with the reception of it and what that, how that might feel. Not necessarily with a woman, with with, with a guy too, or if they're straight or, or what have you, but it, it it's all about the, um, the acts that are pleasurable for them rather than focusing on the penis, for example. So it, that's where I think most of the explanation sits around if you guys have any other explanation why you think straight women enjoy uh gay porn and as a woman if you enjoy uh, lesbian porn let let me know let me know what you uh, what you think about that um and part of it is because i think i think the biggest part of it is because lesbian porn focuses far less on intercourse and penile p- penis vagina At all, in fact. Um, And for the majority of women, it isn't about the intercourse for their pleasure. It's about all the other stuff. So I think that plays uh, around in that. (laughs) Animal porn. I would find a male giraffe doing a rabbit somewhat interesting. Yeah, that's not going (laughs) to happen. Hi, Dr. Lori. And I thought I was the only one who got turned on by lesbian love scenes. You see, you are not the only one it is so common um and again i'm going to reiterate this that all the studies show it plus if you look at uh, what women search on porn sites the term lesbian comes up a lot and it has nothing to do with their sexual orientation it's the kind of um, porn and the kind of sexuality that they are uh Uh, are looking at not necessarily because they identify, uh, with that. So there you go. Perfectly, uh, normal, (laughs) enjoyed the poem, except the part about the good doctor casting a spell on listeners suggest to me that Dr. Lori rides a broom. (laughs) Are you calling me a witch? Come on. Uh, as a male, is there anything more erotic than two sexy women making out? Well, it just so happens that Uh, you're right for men uh, this is also very uh, a common search word for men the difference is i think is that when men fantasize they see themselves in that situation they see themselves with the two women uh, whereas when women see this, they don't put themselves necessarily in that. Some may, but but I, I think many don't put themselves in that uh, in that situation. So I think that may be a little bit different in terms of how the brain works and, and the uh, the fantasizing of it all. 514-800 to text in. Would love to get some of uh, your thoughts on any of the questions you can put in your two cents you know uh you know that we are a, a community here together and if there's anything that uh, you want to add uh, I don't have uh you know sometimes I miss out on things or I'm not thinking of of certain angles of things that you can bring up to me and I so appreciate that so please uh, please do that 514 800 what are healthy ways to make my cum tastier for women who love swallowing? Okay, let's talk about this for a minute. We've talked about this before. Uh, this question has come up. Listen, the uh, most of the questions that uh, <laughs> that I get on a Tuesday or any night for that matter, in the last 21 years that I've been on the air, have come up uh, more than once. So. Uh, it's okay though, We I still answer them no matter what because different people are listening, right? And different people uh, want their questions answered. Uh, so sperm has generally a um, kind of a bitter uh, flavor to it, but there are certain foods that can offset uh, the bitterness. So I have to say like having research this a little bit, not officially, but looking into it, I should say, um, that I haven't really found any, uh, hard scientific studies about this, but there are, there's lots of anecdotal evidence because people have experimented with foods and they've written about it and things like that. So this is the, the conclusion more or less. So generally fruits like, uh, pineapple, banana, citrus fruits, fruit juices, Make ejaculates sweeter because those are the kinds of fruits that uh, counteract uh, the bitterness. Some people have reported that uh, people who drink a lot of coffee or who smoke have a more bitter tasting ejaculate. And I remember uh, the porn star Annie Sprinkle, she, I think, she's a porn star turned sex educator. Uh, one said something like vegetarians taste better. And that's because there's a belief again, proven in, 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 in peer reviewed studies. I'm not sure. Okay. I've not found any, but it is believed that meat and dairy products make semen taste slightly more bitter. So maybe vegans, vegetarians, That's where you go. I don't know if that's that important to you, but really the bottom line is, is if you stick to a healthy diet and which includes lots of fruit and then maybe experiment with different foods, you'll find, or your partner will, um, will kind of let you know, uh, with the women in porn as a woman, I watch all types of porn, but some straight porn is for men gagging deep throating all that doesn't float my boat and you wouldn't be the only one plenty of women will tell you exactly that uh sometimes the women look in pain or bent in weird angles just to get that shot at least with lesbian porn it's focused on woman's pleasure there you have the reason right there i will watch anything depending on my mood or fast forward to scenes more up my alley and sometimes lesbian porn is too gentle Or I will read erotica if I can't find anything. That's awesome and underrated. You're so right, it's underrated. Uh, Tomorrow evening, actually, it's our alternative sex panel, our kink panel. And uh, Lexi Silver will will join us as well. And she's an erotica writer. And she has written some really fabulous uh, stories, which we can talk about uh, tomorrow night. Uh, women are more passionate than males. Two women is twice as passionate, which elevates the sensuality tenfold. Cannot compete with that. Um, to make sperm taste really good to your lady friend, drink lots and lots of lemonade. Doesn't have to be your lady friend, can be your boyfriend too. Uh, she's in for a treat after a week, apparently more tangy. Uh, the device that measures erectile function was called a rig- Rigiscan, manufactured by Dacomed from Minnesota. This, is this our Google person here? Um, the sexologist out of the University of Montreal was the first to buy one in Canada. It has two loops, one placed at the tip, one at the base, and records the data during sleep. This, is, this tests for nighttime erections, actually, the Rigiscan, but the plethysmograph is that it, it checks for um, there's the plethysmograph and there's other ones now that check for slight blood flow in terms of arousal. The Rigi scan, which I've learned about in my studies way, way, way back, was uh, they used to send people home with this to see if they had uh, nighttime erections, if especially if they presented with erectile uh dysfunction so this was something that was uh was used but very rarely because they were expensive and we just didn't have them at at our disposal to send uh, uh people home with those things so we would just tell them put a roll of stamps around your penis. lick a roll of stamps and put them around your pe- your your uh, non-erect penis and see if the stamps split apart in the morning <laughs> that was effective too <laughs> so that's just one one little trick Uh, we used to use. Coming up, a question about a foreskin that is too tight, plus anything you want to bring up uh, after we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Trouble Tuesdays tonight. Before we uh, get into talking about foreskins, let's go to the phone lines and speak to Andy. Hi, Andy. Hello, there. Listen. a yeah.
1: Crazy question, and it sounds uh, unbelievable.
0: Okay. I've been a
1: f- I've been a friend with a certain person for a very long, long time. We met. We were a good friends. Uh, there was that the idea of getting married, everything, and now after so many years, she t- and we're getting back together somehow, and she says to me. You know that when we first met, actually while we were uh, together, you raped me. What would a woman say such a thing? But she never mentioned that so many years. Mm-hmm. What, why would she bring up something like that? Because she knows me personally that I would never, ever do such a thing.
0: So rape might be a big, a big word, but what she may be remembering <clears throat> is maybe having sex with you when she did not feel she consented to it so maybe back then you know we didn't talk so much about Mm -hmm. consent and go ahead no well we didn't talk about it very much and and so oftentimes women felt that it was that they couldn't say no and so it's very possible that now, with all this talking that we're doing about it, uh, mm-hmm. that she's coming to the realization that maybe you had sex with her without consent. Is that possible? That she wasn't enthusiastically uh, consent consenting to the sex?
1: No, I don't think so. For for a very simple reason. I remember when I with this person, I rem- remember everything what there about her, her body, her her looks, her smile, the way she laughs, everything. And in my lifetime, there's one thing. If, let's say, if my mother was alive and she found that I raped somebody, she would kill me. Right. So,
0: I, I'm not doubting I'm not doubting you but I'm 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 just wondering sometimes when it's we look at definitions or we look at what that is, she's the only one to tell you. Ask her. This concerns me that you're saying this and I'd like to know I'd like you to talk to me about the the situation in which this happened or the conditions in which this happened and how you felt. Like I would wanna know where yeah, it, she's getting this from.
1: Yeah, it bothers me so much. Is that every time I speak to her, write to her, I bring her up, and then now she's recoiling, pulling back, and she doesn't want to talk about it. But the thing is this: in my lifetime, I would. I told you once that I idolize a woman's body, mm-hmm. but and I mean, I mean, there's no way of ever Andy, hurting it.
0: I understand. You don't have to defend yourself to me. I know. I that. just think it, if you want an answer, is to find out what her definition or where... Because it's very possible. It's very possible that you thought that she was okay with sex with you when inside of her, she wasn't really okay with it. And so maybe she didn't feel she had the power to say no. And maybe uh, she felt, I don't know, uh, pressured. (laughs) I'm not saying that's what you did. But it could be something she interpreted.
1: But there's one thing. This person... Let me put it, she's so strong in every other way, and uh, believe me, she was a very strong woman, strongly willed. And
0: Strong-willed women can, can be sexually assaulted, too. It, it, the situation matters. Oh. It's The context matters. And but, she's the only one who can answer this question.
1: Yeah. But you see, it bothers me very much. I can
0: see why it bothers you. Of because course. Because
1: it would never, ever occur to me. Right. I think the woman would be much faster raping me than me raping a woman.
0: Okay. But you, you also have to understand, Andy, that... Times have changed, and that what we once thought was appropriate uh, male behavior or what have you may not be so appropriate today, oh, right? Well. So you may a, a guy who says very uh, you know who who I might say wow well, that he's talking in a misogynistic way might not feel he's a misogynist. Do you understand? <laughs> so yeah. it, it's a question of like it, it trying to understand from her point of view how she saw it that way, why she saw it that way, and even you saying, I'm sorry if this is how you felt it was, but I this is not something that is in me or that I would have ever intentionally done or anything like that. Yeah, so wow. validate her feelings by trying to figure out what it is rather than just going on the defensive. Right
1: way, I do it myself on this because it's not my nature.
0: Right. But I'm not like it's not a question of beating yourself up but I certainly think trying to understand where she's coming, coming from, from is a is a very good place to start and will validate her feelings by telling her because if you just say it's not true uh, it's not me like you're just defending it you're not validating her experience. So well, find out what was her experience.
1: I'll do my best.
0: Okay. And, then and I, I enjoy posted. your program. Okay, great. Keep me posted. All right. Take care. Uh, 514-800. Uh, wow. Andy has a problem that came up often in past with lots of guys, especially younger generation, few drinks, two adults next day. She feels differently, right? Which is why when we talk about consent these days, no drinks, like you can't consent to sex when you're liquored up. That's one of the consent rules, okay? So, uh, because you don't want that situation exactly that, that would happen, which is um, that regret or because you can't fully consent when you're not fully in your, uh, in your mind uh, when, when you've had a lot to drink. So there, there is definitely that. So it can be confusing, right? For, for a lot of people, especially older generations. Now we're talking about it a whole lot more. All right, so an issue I've had all my life is that I can't pull my foreskin away from the head of my penis more than a few millimeters. The hole at the top is essentially only enough for urine, semen to leave it. Attempting to pull it back causes pain. Should I seek advice from a doctor? Yes, please. Uh, this is a condition possibly called phimosis. This basically, phimosis is when the foreskin is, lack of a better word, attached to the head of the penis and cannot be fully pulled back. So this often causes pain, with intercourse pain with erections and it can be uh treated but you need to see your doctor about this Uh, first of all there are creams that can be applied uh, for quite some time to be able to soften that skin to be able to eventually pull it back if that doesn't work then um somebody may, your doctor may suggest a, uh, a circumcision at that point. So this is something that definitely, definitely needs to be, um, to be looked at by, by your doctor, especially because it's causing pain and discomfort. Why wait? Why wait to have something checked out if you're feeling pain and discomfort? Uh, I experienced the same as your caller. I dated a woman who told me she thought I would rape her. I never at any time had any thought or fantasy to this end. When she mentioned this, our relationship ended. By the way, we never had sex. That's kind of strange that a woman would tell you that would, she would think that you might rape her that's somebody who has some trust issues with men clearly some fear and anxiety around uh, around men and and sexuality i hope that she um straightened that out for herself or maybe had a history of uh, of sexual assault which made her very leery uh, around men in uh, in general so i'm not sure that this was about you but more about what her own experiences uh, have been like. Uh, Texter writes, and I've never liked the taste of sperm, but the last two men I have tasted very sweet despite being chain smokers. One says he drinks a lot of pineapple juice. So yes, anecdotally, like that would be the case. Pineapple juice happens to be a very sweet fruit and cuts the bitterness. Like there's certain fruits, it's not just their sweetness, but uh, apparently have some, some kind of counterbalancing of, of bitterness we produce or, or what have you. So that may be um, what's, uh, what's going on. Uh, coming up, I, I will answer a question about painful penetration first time around so first first sex uh, someone wants to know how painful will it be 514-800 to uh, text in if you have any uh, thoughts if you have any questions if you want to help your fellow listener texter as well, then uh, put in your two cents. You can do that, uh, do that as well. Of course, you know, you can always call me at 514-790-0800. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Trouble Tuesdays, uh, time to answer some of uh, your questions. Text her, I said, a long time ago on a first date, she wanted to do a rape scenario with me. Red light came up right away. Never saw her again, and I think I avoided red lights of police. Well, you never know. Um, Yeah, I would say uh, that would make somebody pretty uncomfortable. Hello, could you please discuss painful penetration for people having sex for the first time? Why is it painful? How to minimize pain? How long is pain expected to last? When should pain become a concern? What does it mean if you bleed? So all those questions about first times. So first intercourse can feel uncomfortable. Some people experience pain. Why? Um, So virgins have uh, pretty much an intact hymen, which is a a membrane that covers the opening of the vagina. It's like... um, Uh, Think of it like a porous, I can't even, like a porous cheesecloth or something like that. uh, That's there. Okay. During first penetration, it is basically stretched. So it's not broken. We often talk about a broken hymen. It's actually just stretched and may cause some pain and bleeding with this Uh, stretching after you've had several penetrations the pain should no longer be there if you continue to experience pain and you do so on a regular basis you should definitely see a gynecologist to evaluate the situation and to see uh, what is going on now having said that some women do not bleed at first intercourse, may have had or may not experience pain at first intercourse, may not have an intact hymen, uh, even if they are virgins, because your hymen can get stretched by physical, different physical activities, like gymnastics, for example, horseback riding, things like that could um, affect the uh, the hymen so it isn't a uh, a surefire way to tell if someone is a virgin by the way uh text writes and i've been told by every woman i've been with that my semen tastes very sweet after many conversations i'm convinced it's due to drinking a lot of energy drinks i think they contain pineapple just throwing that out there yeah, but too much energy drinks is not a good thing for your health, for your overall health, unfortunately. Energy drinks contain a lot of caffeine, and uh, that's not good for your heart and, and other things. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, let's see. Not a good idea for first to break a hymen with a small toy. Maybe first real experience it would be better. Um it could be, and, and listen, I'm not sure, I mean, it, it's possible with a with a, a, a sex toy, um, but maybe more difficult to get into it and to be relaxed enough and aroused enough to be able to insert a sex toy. I mean, I, I haven't really heard too many stories of women who experience first pe- penetration with um a vibrator for example um generally wouldn't go with the vibrator the size of a penis right away they may go with much smaller vibrators um and that may not stretch the hymen enough uh, just like a tampon for example wouldn't have that impact either uh, so there are different things like that um lubrication is vaseline Good for masturbation for first time with Vaseline. Same thing. My penis kind of dry. I want to use Vaseline to masturbate and see how it feels. You could use anything you want. You can use your spit. You can use uh, Vaseline. You can use olive oil. You can use whatever you want uh, for uh, masturbation as a guy. Vaseline, you'll have a pretty soft penis after, you know, <laughs> using that a lot. Uh, what you don't want is uh, oftentimes if, if men masturbate without any lubrication and do so often, they can cause chafing and dryness. So any kind of uh, petroleum jelly or lotion or oil is uh, is a good idea. You know, um, stories of young men I don't want to, I don't want to, I have this story in my head, but I don't want to say the name. It's somebody you all know, but nonetheless, his mother tells me a funny story about this, but uh, you know, her, her lotion, like her, her body lotion, cocoa butter and all that would disappear, you know? (laughs) So uh, young boys will find whatever is available at home. They're not necessarily going to the pharmacy to go and buy a, uh, a lubricant. So there you go, uh, Lori, What was the original meaning of the word "should" again, as mentioned on your show yesterday? Uh, oh, 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 oh! What is the word "should"? Now I forget. I you got caught me off guard. I'm gonna have to think about this one for a minute because my memory is not good. If anybody remembers that from from uh, last night's show, uh, I I would like to uh, just write it in here for me at five one four eight hundred. Uh, I think young virgins should be in love and a dildo can't replace that. Sure, but there are plenty of virgins that have sex when for the first time with somebody they're not necessarily in love with. So that's a bit of a judgment call there. But nonetheless, um, there's that. Okay, I want to only know that masturbation once a week, will this lead to infertility or problems in my married life or any other problems so hold on I want to put that masturbating once a week so you're masturbating once a week in no way will this cause damage to you in any way shape or form it has absolutely no effect on fertility it should have no impact on your married life uh, the only time it has an impact on your married life is if you consistently choose masturbation over sex with your wife, and then you're going to have some issues and some conflicts with your partner because you will have you you just won't have any desire necessarily if you've already masturbated. Maybe you won't feel like it with your wife, and so you've chosen masturbation over your wife. So, but it's perfectly normal for married. People, men and women alike, to also engage in masturbation. And it's not just normal, it is healthy. Masturbation is healthy, and it's healthy for young men to do it on a regular basis because studies have shown that regular masturbation protects men when they do it in their 20s, protects men later um, against, uh, prostate cancer. So there's some very uh, good studies done about that, that are, uh, pretty rigorous studies done that show this effect. So not only is it not harmful, it is actually, uh, really good for you. All right. Uh, fantastic show. I learned a lot. Well, uh, Hey, that's the point you want to, uh, you want to learn a little bit too, right? And it's not just for answering the questions to the specific people who ask, but also so everybody can learn, um, a little bit. Uh, let's see, I need help. I'm trying to find out why my testicles are always hurting. Um, I'm not really, uh, Sure. I mean, I can answer this maybe generally, but I wanted to say I'm not a medical doctor, first of all, and I don't have any information here. Uh, If you're, I'm going to say this again, I've said it many times. If, as a man, you are experiencing any sort of regular pain or pain on a regular basis, please ask and go see your doctor. Your doctor will ask you all kinds of questions to try and figure out What is the cause of this pain? And then once they figure out the cause of this pain, they'll be able to offer you treatment options. The doctor will likely examine you. So don't be afraid. I'm not sure why I I often get, I often get uh, letters, emails from men who are suffering, who have pain and don't go to the doctor. They, they, They contact me first, right? It's like, and, and not only do they contact me first, they've been, they tell me that this has been going on for a long time. Please, if there's any kind of discomfort or pain on a regular basis, don't be afraid to go and see your doctor and talk to your doctor about it. That's what they do. They also take charge of your genitals not just your heart and your lungs and and all the other body parts but your genitals make up who you are as well Uh, i know people tend to be shy about disrobing and showing and and what have you Uh, maybe guys especially maybe women are kind of used to it because we go to gynecologists and we put our legs in those stirrups and listen i don't know anybody who loves that experience but we do it and we do it regularly and we have those pap tests regularly or we should get those done regularly but guys don't maybe tend to have those kinds of uh, of exams however a, a, a good uh general practitioner will examine the testicles too just like they would examine the breasts on a woman for example (laughs) because men are pussies end of story yeah that's too bad uh i hate doctors that's it um okay you hate doctors but don't you hate the pain more than you hate the doctors (laughs) to me that that would make sense no Another says he needs a different type of underwear. Do you think it has to do with the underwear that's causing pain in the testicles? What kind of underwear is he wearing? Steel? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure why you once mentioned that using vaginal wipes is not good, but should I choose to use them? Nonetheless, can you recommend certain relatively safer brands, perhaps with regards possessing less chemicals or naturally based ones instead? If you're going to use Uh, any kind of wipe i would use ones they might maybe use on babies or some that have no scent or something like that i'm just um just like as a freshening up kind of thing you can you can do that you can get the flushable wipes too and that that might be something that could work for you uh, that's it for us. Thank you so much for spending your evening with me. Lots of uh, great questions tonight. Uh, thanks to our technical producer, Dave Simon, as well. If you want to connect with me on social media, at Dr. Lori Betito, B-E-T-I-T-O is how you spell my last name, or simply just go to my website, drlori.com and you can find everything you need to know there uh, about me and the work that I've done and, and our podcast as well. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a wonderful rest of the evening. Happy Canada Day. And remember to live your life with passion.